The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. Greetings, my excellent friend. Society of Geeks podcast. I'm your host, Eric, and this is, well, this is something brand new. And I haven't, we haven't actually figured out a title for it yet, but uh, uh, my friend Lee and I uh, decided we wanted to, uh, you know, talk a little uh, little music, uh, particularly heavy metal. That's our, some of our favorite genre, but we'll probably get into some other stuff throughout all of this. And um, so this will be the first and hopefully a long line of many episodes of whatever this ends up being called. <laughs> okay. So how are you doing, Lee? I'm doing great. Cool. Excellent. I, um, I'm, I've, I've come prepared, and uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here. I love it. I love it. All right, so um, as I said, this is going to be our music show, so... Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk uh, about some music, some of our favorite music and stuff and and uh, actually um, this was Lee's idea to start with um, well, this is one of his suggested ideas and I thought it'd be a good place to start and that's just to talk about some of our favorite bands so we have metal specifically metal yes this will... I decided I think doing it like by genre is a good idea yeah I think so too. Um, that way we can cover other genres on other episodes and such if we want, or if we have time here. Um, yeah, and it just helps keep things focused. Yeah, exactly. So, um, let's get started with our five, uh, top five metal bands. Do you want to go from, are yours in a particular order, or are they just five bands? Um, I did, I did put them in order. I had trouble putting them in order, but I did put them in order. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um... You know, I found whenever I try to rank stuff, I I can do it, but then like you know, a couple of days later, I don't agree with the ranking anymore. But <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> here are yeah, I got I got a list of my top five metal bands. Um, as for well, <clears throat> I guess it would be um, it's a little more suspenseful to start from the top, right? Yes, I guess so. Yeah. So why don't you go go ahead? We'll let you go first. All right, so my number five pick is um, Nine Inch Nails. Ooh, nice. Nice choice. Um, yeah, so when I was kind of thinking about what bands that I was going to uh, talk about today, I was kind of, I wanted to look at it in, like, the big picture of, you know, my life. Right. As a uh, music listener person. And uh, so I picked the bands that had, like, a big impact on me personally and, like, how I listened to music. And Nine Inch Nails was huge for me in high school because um, for a long time, I didn't really, like, like most metal. Um, you know, I, I liked Black Sabbath, and that was kind of it. Um, like, I thought, like, we can't go a lot of other Sabbath. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm, well... I'll save I'll save the Sabbath talk for later. I gotta stay focused on nine inch nails here. Um, but yeah, um, I first read about him in the uh, well. I first 
I heard him on the radio first. It was around the time the um, With Teeth album was coming out in 2005. I was listening to the radio a lot back then, and the song that was on, like, every day on um, WFNX was um, Hand That Feeds. Do you know that one? Oh, yeah. 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 So that's where it started. And then, like, I remember I got this book when I was in, like, eighth grade that was like, oh, here's Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Albums of All Time. Mm. And, um... The Downward Spiral was in there. And so then I went online, checked out The Downward Spiral, and then <clears throat> that was um, that was it. They kind of were like my, well, <clears throat> I was never quite, you know, like a, a goth, but I was always kind of interested in, like, that style. I didn't dress the part, but, you know, with all the black. Right. Penny um, Snails was also, like, it was some of the most, like, um, <clears throat> It was some of the. It was one of the first times I listened to music that was like really like explicit, you know, with the subject matter and the language and stuff. Like sometimes I think I started swearing a lot more in high school after I listened to Nine Inch Nails, for better or for worse. Um, but I mean, <clears throat> yeah, you know, I mean it, 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 that that Nine Inch Nails in high school for me are just totally linked because you know I was uh, I was kind of an angry, sad kid, and uh, you know I vented it vicariously through listening to this music a lot um so what do you think of them i like nine inch nails um i've been a fan of theirs since since uh, i first heard them um for me it was um the album before the downward spiral excuse me which uh i'm now blanking on at the moment oh uh broken yes yeah. Um, broken yeah the ep that might be my favorite actually that one's just like pure Heavy metal, basically. Yeah, the industrial metal, as it were. Um, yes, I was going to say another another thing. I'm um, industrial is one of the subgenres that I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan of, and um, they're one of the, they're they're definitely one of the big bands in the industrial genre. And um, and uh, yeah, so um, I also really liked oh, they're pretty hate machine. That was a good one too. That was one of my favorites. Yeah, that was uh, the first one. That one's like it's not quite as heavy as what came after, but yeah. it's um, it still rocks definitely. But um, basically, ever since the the first song they released had like a hole that was like since since that's the first one I heard, that's always probably going to be one of my favorite songs of theirs. But um, yeah, that one it's um actually sorry that keep going keep <laughs> say what you were gonna just lost my trip. So um so yeah, I've I've enjoyed uh. Nine Inch Nails quite a bit, and I also like, um, in the same regard, Trent Reznor himself. Um, he's done some really interesting uh, movie soundtracks and such lately, um, which I've also really enjoyed. I think he's a he's a really good uh, a really good musician and really good composer and everything. So yeah, it's a good choice. I like that. He's like he's like a true multi instrumentalist. Yeah, I heard. Um, I the only soundtrack of his that I've heard that he made with with Atticus Ross was the 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 social network soundtrack. I I bought that soundtrack when it was released without seeing the movie. I just wanted to hear I just wanted to hear what Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross were up to. I didn't really care about Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, right. And, you know, whatever movie was okay, But, yeah, the soundtrack was definitely good. Um, Let's see. What else has he done? I really think my favorite might be like with teeth, even though like that one's kind of um I remember some people saying that one was like it was too poppy. 
I don't really agree with. I think it's still like a pretty heavy album. Yeah. I also remember hearing people say like, um, you know, they didn't like that it was like mostly live musicianship. It wasn't as electronic as uh, what had come before. Mm. But, um, oh man, yeah, I could talk about with teeth, but I don't really know where to start. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he's done some interesting stuff. He's done. As far as movies, he did the the last the latest Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, Mutant Mayhem, which that's I didn't expect that. And uh, he's done, he's done some Pixar stuff and some other stuff, but oh, he did. I know he did. He did the soundtrack to Soul. Yes, yep, he did. I'm I'm so like I'm terrible about watching movies. There's tons of movies that I like, kind of want to see, but it's very difficult for me to commit myself to a movie. And it's always been like that, even before. You know, internet culture shrank all our attention spans. I've always had yeah, trouble right. just I, parking myself for an hour and a half to two hours. I love movies, but because it because of, you know it's a two hour or sometimes more chunk of time, I have you know I have to find the time to watch movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, now that yeah, in like our adult lives, everybody has jobs, even <laughs> yeah. harder. Yeah, right. Although I say that though, like I spend so much time just like watching the same YouTube videos over and over again, just wasting time. I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm a lot more adventurous with music than I am when it comes to like watching just shows. You know what I mean? Mm. <clears throat> but okay, one more thing. Yeah. Okay. I guess what I want to say about With Teeth is it's that album to me. Like lyrically, it really goes to a place where I, I was like, okay, yeah, I've been here before. It has this. This sort of, ah, you know what? I can't even describe it. I can't even describe it right now. It's like this, it's, the, the, the album is, I mean, I guess every album is by Trent Reznor. It's kind of like, it feels like a mental breakdown, you know? Um, sure. Yeah, because I've had all kinds of like psychological issues and um, that album, I it's just, ah, it just really hit hit the nail on the head for me in a lot of ways. I think everybody has, has um, albums like that. Um. I know I certainly do. Um, so that's good. Uh, it's good that you can find something like that that just really speaks to you like that. Yeah. So how about, what, what's your number five? Um, I'm going to go with, uh, like I said, I'm, I have a trouble with uh, with arranging them. But I think, I think I'm going to go with, for number five, I'm going to go with uh, dropping my pen. Um, <laughs> great band dropping my pen. No, um, I think I'm going to go with Testament. Testament. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Testament is a great thrash bead metal uh, band. That's another of my favorite genres. Uh, they've been around since the eighties and like some bands they've had, you know, they had, they, they were really great. And then they had some, they kind of had a, you know, a little ebb and flow there. They had a couple, they had some an album or two that were eh, just okay but yeah overall i really i really like testament i like uh i like the 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 their guitarist alex skolnick he's a he's an amazing guitarist their drummer's great the singer's great um it's just and it just you know whenever i like to listen to heavy metal if i'm in a bad mood or whatever because it kind of picks me up and picks up my spirits or whatever. If I'm having a bad day, uh, listen, listening to something nice and heavy is gets me, uh, makes me feel better. 
which <laughs> it's funny because some people don't understand that. They're like, wouldn't that make you angrier? And I'm like, no, it's like, it's like a release. Yeah, it's that's really what I was just gonna say. It's it's a release. It's like catharsis. Yeah, and it it, it in a way it kind of it gives you strength. Yes, I found also like metal is like the best genre for like uh, like exercise if you're doing something physical. Oh yeah, definitely. In my case, walking or like I or on the rare occasion that I work out, I'll listen to. Um, well, Nine Inch Nails oftentimes, actually, specifically that broken EP we were talking about. But going back to Testament, yeah, I actually started listening to Testament pretty recently uh, because you told me to check them out, basically. Because this is a long time ago. We had like a text conversation like a couple years ago now where I, we would just – there was a question uh, yeah. similar to this, something about top five favorite bands. And I remember one of them was Testament. So I said, all right, I'll check them out. But, of course – I'm always in the process of like checking out a million other things when it comes to music. So it took a while. <laughs> sure. But um, <laughs> yeah, I messaged you and I asked you, okay, what's their best album? And you said uh, the first one you mentioned was Practice What You Preach. That's a great album, yeah. Yeah. And of the three I've heard, of the three that I've heard, the three Testament albums that I've heard, that one's my favorite so far. I think that one. Yeah, that was just, that was just a really great album. That's like uh, pretty much on the same level of um, like Metallica, I'd say. Yeah, um, Metallica's uh, spoiler alert—they're like my favorite thrash band. We can talk about them a little later, but like, um, I was listening to practice what you what you preach. I was like, yeah, this is this is like almost as, as good as it gets. Um, I also listened to. Um, oh, I just heard my own voice an <laughs> echo. Oh no, I don't. I don't hear it anymore. I heard myself say um. <clears throat> the um what's the first one called the legacy the legacy yeah yeah what do you think of that one that one's a good one um you know it's uh i mean it's a first album so it, it is it's good but you know like it's before they really started um finding their footing i thought it i thought the music was good but like the um the way it was produced i didn't like as much it sounded like yeah. it sounded much more like be like me of its time as they say it sounds like a lot of like more like low budget uh like albums from the 80s sound like or well, when it yes, comes to the yeah. 80s even like high budget music in the 80s some of it uh sounds very cheap to me mm-hmm. and i remember kind of getting that feeling with with the legacy yeah and then what's the second one new world order Something oh like yes that. new world order yes and that one's kind of like i felt like that one's sort of the uh it's like the in-between Yes. Between those, that's the stepping stone. I agree. Yeah. So when did they start to like um, run out of run out of gas? Um. So after that, they put out an album called Souls of Black, which is that's a great album. Um, I really love that one. And then they came out with the Ritual, and um, it's the Ritual is not a bad album, but it's definitely it's definitely a big it's definitely a a step in a different direction. They kind of seems like they tried to go a little more mainstream. Oh yeah, well, a lot of tons of bands did that. In yeah, like the early I think, 90s. I think it, yeah, and it was around the same time. Um, I think um, I think after I think there was a a period of time after Metallica put out the Black album, and mm-hmm. it did so well that I think other bands were like, oh, look what they're doing. We might want to try whether and whether it was the band or the producer or the record company saying that who knows, but 
I think I think there was a few there were a few different bands that were trying to do the same thing. Yeah. Um I know they say that about like Countdown to Extinction by Megadeth, how they kinda like yeah. softened some edges for that one. And there's also the album um Sound of White Noise by Anthrax. Yep. That I, I listened to that one and that was just much, much different from anything they had done before that and just kinda seemed you know, it was it was solid, but it was just kind of less right. special, less interesting. Yeah, I mean, I like both of those albums, but yeah, they're not—they're definitely not um, the best. You can definitely see they—they—they they, they went in a different direction, and yeah. But um, yeah, so Testament for them it was when they put out the Ritual, and like I said, it's not that it's a bad album. It's just like after you know. Um, practice what you preach and souls of black and everything they came out with that and it was like mm, it's not i don't know that's not quite what i was looking for so that's souls of black souls of black yes all right that's gonna be that's next on the testament roadmap for me that is a very good album um and then they kind of went away for a little while but they've come back in like the 2000s and i think they put out some pretty good albums there too um, that's good yeah it's kind of what anthrax did too they got back with their old singer yes and yeah um so so they've been putting out some good stuff in the last few years too uh which is nice it's nice to have you know some of the music like that back yeah that they kind of seem to disappear for a while right all right so let's move up to number four what do you got all right number four. my my number four is is metallica Nice, nice. Just plain Metallica. I know that's... There's always the impulse to be like, oh, I can't say Metallica because it's too obvious, you know, but it's like you've got to be honest with yourself. They were the first, like, yes, thrashy speed metal band that I liked. For a while, they were, like, the only thrash metal band that I listened to, again, because I was, I was just going in so many different directions with other subgenres that I didn't give myself time until recently to really get into other, like, uh, thrash bands, but... Uh, <coughs> yeah, I was warning you about the cough. <laughs> but, yeah, I remember I started listening to them because I found the Ride the Lightning album at my hometown's library. Um, and I liked it and and it's funny because like before you know hearing this album, I actually I like I dissed Metallica. Like I just kind of like I would I would like mess with my friends by t- talking about how like they sucked and stuff. Just because when I was in middle school, like I kind of said earlier, like the, pretty much the only like metal I liked was like Black Sabbath. Mm. I was very narrow minded in that sense. But uh, once I heard Ride the Lightning, um, I came around in a big way. I had never heard. Like anything that fast, basically, before. Right. Um, yes. Uh, so I grew up in the, in that time period when they were, you know, when they put out those albums, Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets and, and, and Justice for All, and it was just an amazing time. It was amazing music at that time. It's still amazing now, and I still, I love those, those albums. Yeah, um, um, for a long time, I'm like, my favorites were like uh, Master of Puppets and Ride the Lightning and uh, the Black Album. Um, <clears throat> although maybe not necessarily every song on the Black Album, but in like more recent years, I've really come around with um, And Justice for All. That might be now my second favorite after Master of Puppets. I have really been getting into that one. All those like weird 
time changes, the the crazy song structures. Oh yeah. You know, you got your seven, eight, nine minute songs. It's just it's just wonderful. Um, and I got this remastered version. Oh, that, nice. Like they, it it sounds a bit better than the original because you know the problem with the original everybody has is uh, the the bass is mixed too low. You yes, know, right? And that's true. It it, it sounds it, it sounds kind of incomplete. And like on the reissue, remaster, whatever, it's it's still not like like a bassy album, I'd say, but it, it sounds much more like balanced. It just sounds mm. much better on the ears. So it's a really good feeling when like a remaster comes out that like really makes an album sound better. Yeah, oh I love that. Yeah. Um at the time in Justice for All, um when that came out, that just me and my friends, it just blew our minds at the time because it was just like we had never heard anything like that. And it was just uh my favorite album is always gonna be Master of Puppets, but that one is just that was just something special when it came out. Yeah, I think it, it's like the peak of their like abilities as um, composers, you know. Mm, yeah, it's like some of their most ambitious work. The only um, the only downside, of course, from Metallica is after the Black Album, they started they started changing, and it was just it wasn't just that they had changed, but it was also like their their it wasn't just the music that changed, but it was their attitudes that seemed to have changed too, and it was like. It seemed like it was getting to their heads too much, that they were bigger and everything, and I don't know. It was just yeah. Um, the uh, the the load album never really quite grew on me. There's a couple songs on yeah. it that I will go back to and listen to. Like I mean, I like I like the house that Jack built and mm-hmm. King Nothing and maybe a few others, but I haven't sat down or gone anywhere and listened to the whole thing probably since college. Reload, yeah. you know the the this, the second one from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, those those sessions in the mid '90s. I have never listened to that one all the way through because uh, I I got so bored with it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's very boring. Which is which is disappointing from from a band like Metallica. You just like they were they were just so you know they were speed metal. It was amazing, and then those albums were like Ugh, like taking it. You know, I have um my um my old uh, bass teacher. Like a bass was the instrument that I learned to play music on. Oh, nice! He, those are his favorite Metallica albums: "Load" and "Reload." Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I and I don't know. I guess he just really he really prefers uh, Jason Newstead over Cliff uh, Cliff Burton. Burton. Wow! And um, <laughs> yeah, it's just interesting to hear that that alternate perspective. Yeah, that is interesting. And then, well, what do you think? What's your take on, on the Saint Anger? That's a good question. Um, I don't. I don't know. I can listen to some of the songs on it, but I'm not. A, I'm not really a huge fan of it. Um, one thing I'd say it's. I'll keep going. I was gonna say one thing that drives me nuts about that album is the sound of the drums. Yeah, it's just. Uh, it just. It. It's just awful. I um. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like Saint Anger. Um, even though it's like very flawed, like that's another one. I have trouble getting through that whole one, partially because there's a couple songs that are a little bit, you know, maybe a little boring, but also just because of the ear fatigue um, caused in part by those drums. Yes. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's I don't hate it completely, 
the, the, the drums on St. Anger. I think there's something kind of interesting to that. It makes it sound very harsh and like semi-industrial, I think. And it's, it is like, I like that they tried something different, I guess, even if it didn't completely work out. Yeah, I like um, that aspect of it, sure. But I, I definitely think that that album was like, probably it was an improvement over Load and Reload, but certainly, you know, doesn't stand up to their like uh, 80s stuff. Mm. Right. Their um their most recent one, uh, seventy two seasons. Um, I got a good feeling about that one. I've listened to that one like three or four times now, and I like it a lot. That one's not bad. Um, at first, on the first listen, I kind of found it a little boring, but the more I'm listening to it, the more I'm warming up to it. Yeah, that's the exact experience that I had when I first heard it. I was yeah, I thought, oh well, here we here we go again. But then yeah, the more I went back to it, the more I just found things to like about it, and the more I felt like I could really kind of get into like uh, their grooves that mm. they have. Uh, repeated listenings are just so important. Yeah, I think you can't you can't give a fair judgment of an album on just one listen. No, not at all. I can't think of a transition to uh, the, from there. But the, what's what's your number four? <laughs> My number four is a band. Another an industrial band, um, Ministry. Oh, wonderful. Um, yeah, <laughs> I remember I first discovered Ministry many, many years ago when uh, me and my friends were watching this weird movie called Hardware. It's like a sci fi horror movie about a, a killer robot. Not a good movie mm. in <laughs> any in any stretch, but, <laughs> but Ministry. Uh, pretty much did the soundtrack for the movie, or they were you know, mm. some their songs were on the soundtrack, and um, so the soundtrack was great. I was like, "This is amazing!" And I had to find out who the band who the band was that did the soundtrack, and it was Ministry, and that was their um, the Land of Rape and Honey album, uh, which was amazing. And um, I really, like I said, uh, the uh, industrial is one of my favorite subgenres, and and they just. They're they're a really strong industrial band. Uh, they've had yeah, Mi- some some moments where they dipped a little, but overall, I really enjoy them. Ministry was like the second industrial metal band that I found out about. Mm. I remember I was like a sophomore in high school, maybe like six months after I started listening to Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> um, for me, it was um, the mind is a terrible thing to taste. Yeah, I love that album. That That's was that was the album that got me into them, That's and then. A great one. The one that came after that, The Way to Succeed and The Way to Suck Eggs, that's probably their best overall, I'd say. Like, every track on that album mm, that's wins. A good one, yeah. Um, yeah, and then... Well, then they had... Uh, what do you think of uh, the, the Filth Pig album from 96? That one... The slow one. That one's okay. That one's not really one of my favorite ones, but it's not... It, it has some decent songs on it. That one's good for it when you're, like, really depressed. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, I love know. that. I love that song. I think it's towards the end of the album, The Fall. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. oh man, I remember listening to that one like after I dropped out of college in 2014 and just like kind of like again with Nine Inch Nails, it just really hit home. Like, yep, yeah, there we go, my life is over. That kind of feeling, mm. obviously, my life wasn't really over, but in the moment, that song you know matched up with my internal monologue. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I feel like after um, the bass player left, after Paul Barker left, yeah, Ministry kind of they got cheesier. 
You know, I feel like Paul bit, Barker. Yeah. Paul Barker was kind of keeping Al Jurgensen, um, like I don't know, I I want to say like on a leash almost. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe don't. Maybe that's like that's that's too on the nose, Al. You know, like let's be a little more subtle here because like all the post Paul Barker stuff, you know, with like a, the the whatever the last sucker with like the all the George W. Bush stuff. Yeah, and then yeah, right. And I also have uh, like cover art got a lot worse too after paul barker left again it, it kind of got cheesier yeah which is weird but a weird side effect but yeah i have to agree with you on that some of the cover art is just not as like not as um, interesting like have you seen the cover to uh from beer to eternity yes yeah that one it's and that's a, it's a stupid name for an album <laughs> but, or, or relapse with like the the the, the black guy just he's like passed out and he's got like a, a cup and it's like what does this have to do with ministry yeah, i know i know oh man but um it's still not it's still good music i guess yeah it's it i just i i just like the the style of it and the the the, the really great songs are are good they really um they really get you pumped they really you know it's good i think stuff. one of my my favorite ministry like track of all time is um like the last song on the the in case you didn't feel like showing up album like the extended version of um stigmata oh yes you know what i'm talking about that Mm -hmm. and he like he starts going berserk at the end he's you know dropping all these (laughs) f-bombs f noriega f george bush (laughs) f you f me it's oh man it's it's wonderful i love that song uh, of course Actually, uh, the original Stigmata is one of my favorites of theirs, too, so... Oh, yeah, 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 any any version. There's been quite a few. <laughs> yeah. All right, <coughs> nice. Right, moving on to number three. Number three, what do you got? Take another swig of water so I don't hack up a lung. <clears throat> ah. All right, so number three, Alice in Chains. Oh, nice. Very yeah. good. I. I actually realized recently that I I really do I like I always knew that you know I always liked Alice in Chains but I recently realized that I like really like Alice in Chains and um they're actually not on my list but they would be um they would be definitely in the top 10 that's for sure um yeah I've um starting I guess like I mean I first started listening to them in high school I didn't like him as much as, you know, I, I started listening to them during like uh, like the beginnings of like my grunge phase where I was finding out about all the, the grunge bands, mm. you know, and Nirvana and Pearl Jam and all those guys. Um, and at the time I was like, oh, well, this isn't as good as those. But again, it's just I feel like the older I get, the more open I get to like different kinds of like heavy metal sounds. And for Alice in Chains, it uh, I, I warmed up to them a lot more like like once I was like in my twenties, I guess um, I started listening to them a lot more. And uh, how how do you Allison, how do you feel huh? about them now without Lane Staley? I mean, definitely not as good. I agree. Um, yeah, unfortunately, but they're still. I mean, the, the Jerry Cantrell is always going to be a great guitar player. Yeah, yeah. I do. I do like what he does on those albums with all like the overdubbing and the harmonies and yes. all that stuff. But mm-hmm. the songs on those newer albums, they just they don't they they don't stick as much as the songs on like those those three albums from the '90s, from you know uh, yeah. uh, Facelift, 
Dirt and the self-titled album. Yeah. Um, and also, Lane Staley, like, as far as, like, you know, replaceability goes, I think he's one of the hardest singers mm. to replace Definitely. Like, ever, really. Yeah. Um, like, he's, like, he's, like, another Ozzy. Yeah. It, I think, it, it like, just, there's, yeah, he's, no he's, one can, no one can do it. Like, uh, Duval, uh, the, you know, the new guy, I, I can't remember if it's William or James, um, he can, like, hit those notes and he can do those harmonies, but, like, he, he doesn't quite have the, um, the grit and the emotion that Lane Staley yes. had. Yes, exactly. And also, I think, Again, like production styles kind of change. Like I feel like those later albums have almost like a, um, I guess you'd call it like the post grunge sound. <laughs> I wish I was better at like sound engineering to like describe it, but like, um, mm. you know how they talk about like the, the, the loudness wars and stuff? Like that happens on those newer Alice in Chains albums where like everything kind of sounds sort of squished together and it just sounds like a big. Yeah monolithic wall of sound right whereas on the 90s albums like you can hear each instrument and it just ends up being much more intense but mm. yeah that's another that's a band like you can like if you feel like both you can you can you can bang your head and cry to them you know mm-hmm. so much the, the, there's so much emotion um in those songs and um especially good, like hmm? A good example of that is have you have you ever heard or seen their MTV Unplugged? Yeah, actually, I, well, I've I've heard it all, and I've maybe seen a couple parts of it. It's just even acoustically, they're just they're still just amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. I think my favorite is um, Down in the Hole. Oh yeah, that's that's, a great song. that's one of my that's one of my literally like all time favorite songs. Mm. That one and uh, Heaven Beside You. Yep, and that's one, one where. Jerry does the lead vocals, and um, you know Lane just does the backup vocals on that one, and, and it sounds really good still. Mm-hmm. And then I love uh, on the opposite spectrum. They have uh, one of my favorite songs is a uh, uh, sick man. Oh yeah, yeah. That one, I just love that one too, and that's just like a whole different vibe. That one is like it goes places. I seem to remember like it starts off kind of fast, right, mm-hmm. and then it has that. That's the one with like there's like a like a creepy like it sounds like a creepy baby laughing in it and like these weird like dissonant arpeggios or whatever. Yes. And he's like, though I walk through the valley of rape <laughs> and despair. <laughs> yeah, that's a really that's a really interesting song. Yeah, that's um, a good one. I got like an extra copy of Dirt in my car. Uh like I have I have two C D copies of Dirt. So that's an album that I listen to a lot just because it's always in my car. Well, it's a, it's an excellent album. It really is. Yeah, I would say that's probably like, that's usually my number one pick for the year 1992. Mm, that's the year I graduated high school. Oh. <laughs> and that was a great a great album to come out then. Yeah. I, I mean, I think 1992 is just one of the best years as far as I can tell. I mean, I, I wasn't born yet, but... Yeah, respectively. Yeah, there was the albums I've heard. It's great stuff. Like one of the best yeah. years. Great stuff. Uh, so, how about what's your what's your number three? All right, my number three is um, a little band called Faith No More. All right. <laughs> I love Faith No More. Uh, I love Mike Patton. Uh, I love some of his other projects too, like Mr. Bungle and and uh, Peeping Tom and and a couple of, uh, some of his other stuff, but. Faith No More, it just, what really got me was, um, 
I liked, of course, you know, Epic came out and everybody loved Epic and it's a great song, very much overplayed now, but it's like the yeah. r- radio station thinks that's the only song they ever had, but yeah, the, yeah, and it's, yeah, a, it, hear... it's a good song, but, but then, yeah, um, I mean, it's great. but that, that, that album is really great. Um, but then when they came out with, with their next album, Angel Dust, that one was just like, I remember this, there was a lot of people that didn't like it because it goes in weird places and everything, but I was just like, this is, this is, I love this. This is my kind of thing. My kind of That's st- my favorite by there, by them. That was a great Angel album. Dust is their best album. It is, yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, they went away for a while and they came back recently and had a new album, which is pretty good. Um, and I just, they just, I just like that they are different. And they, they were like one of the first, like, like kind of like a quote-unquote like alternative metal bands you yes. know yeah definitely like they kind of they were sort of ahead of their time i think like mm-hmm. i agree i um like i've had i've had angel dust and the real thing for a long time and listened to those for a long time but it wasn't until i think like 2022 that i heard um the introduce yourself album with uh <laughs> oh what's yeah his name chuck chuck yeah, the old yeah. singer. Yep, and that's when I first heard "We Care a Lot." Oh yeah, <laughs> and I've been obsessed with that song since that's, since that is probably a over song, a year yeah. ago now. It's just so fun. It's just because like I just love the kind of tongue and cheekiness of it. Yep, like where it's like tongue and cheek, but it's still like you know it's still got the the badass metal riff and stuff. And yep. it's just oh my god. That's like a 10 out of 10 song. And like it, it really is. It is kind of technically like a really, um, like a really, like the lyrics are really nice. Like he's just, they're just talking about, you know, we care about you. We care about them. We care about them. <laughs> I don't know if they're being serious though. That's the thing. I know. I know. I know. Like I know. It's funny. Um, and, and by the end of it, they're talking about the garbage pale kids and the transformers. <laughs> oh my God. It's just a perfect piece of art. What always killed me about that song is there was a show a few years ago. It was a, a Discovery Channel show called Dirty Jobs. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, they they used that for the theme song. Oh really? I never noticed. That yeah, part. just part of it because there's a line. There's a line in the song that says it's a dirty job, but somebody's someone's got to oh, do it. Oh man! So of course yeah. you know they put that as the dirty dirty jobs theme. So every time I would watch a show, I'd be like listening to the theme song. Faith <laughs> no more, nice. <laughs> drop. yeah they just but, i just they just do some some really cool interesting stuff and and uh and i like that and not a, um not everybody can get on board with them but those who can you know what you know what's up with them you know what you know yeah. what's good <laughs> if you know you know yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i think another one of my favorite songs of theirs yeah, is on Angel Dust. Angel Dust again. That's that's the that's their best one. But mm-hmm. specifically the song RV. Yeah, yes. And that's another one of those songs where it's clearly satirical. You know, you're kind of right, yep. you're meant to sort of laugh at this guy. You know, whose his pants fall down every time he bends over. His feet itch. <laughs> you know. But then it gets very, in the chorus, it gets very poignant where he goes, you know, I hate you talking to myself. Everybody's staring at me. I'm only breathing. It's, oh man. Again, it's not just a good, you know, tune. It's like a piece of, it's like, it's, it's art, you know, it's like like a scene in a movie. Oh man. Yeah. It's a great song. The sad thing is, as I'm getting older, I'm getting, um, more and more of that song applies to me. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, yeah. My pants do fall over when I've been. <laughs> my feet do itch. <laughs> but yeah, and it does. Um, and it gets a little dark as it goes on, too. It gets darker and darker, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, oh, and the song um, Midlife Crisis, that was one of the first oh, yeah. songs I heard. Because that's on the soundtrack to the PlayStation 2 game, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Yes, it is, yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, before that, the only song I knew by them, predictably, was Epic. And then I heard that one. Um, and I thought, oh, okay, they have other songs. There's something more here. Yeah. What's funny is, is as I said, I mean, Epic is a good song. Overplayed, but it is a good song. But it's also not... It's like only scratching the surface of what faith no more is yeah although back back when it first came out and they did the video and everything it was pretty it was it was very um it was kind of ahead ahead of its time i heard somewhere that um well i was reading this review i think it was like i was reading a review for um album of the year or something like that Mm -hmm. you know one of the the later ones Mm -hmm. and and this is just some some offhand comment a reviewer made but like apparently like like Anthony Kiedis from the Red Hot Chili Peppers was like he was mad at Mike Patton in the eighties because he thought he was like stealing his shtick oh. with like the the rap the kind of the hip hop yeah. rap kind of approach. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, <laughs> that would be. I mean, that would you know that's what Epic is, but that's not that's not what the rest of Faith No More is. You know, the rest of their songs and everything. Yeah, I think people kind of, they think of them as like this rap metal band when, yeah, like you were saying, like that's not really indicative of like all the places they went. Right. Musically. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's my number three band. So let's move on to number two. Okay. Uh, my number two band is, uh, is Tool. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Tool, another like, one of the first metal bands that like made me realize that I actually liked metal. Um, I want to say it was like my freshman year of high school when um, I got the Anima album. Mm. I, uh, well, I for a while, I didn't stuff. own it. I, I borrowed it from the library again. A lot of the... the they had it at the library? Were, wow. <laughs> at the Lemonster Library, yeah. That surprises me. Or either it was at the library or like I ordered it through like the uh, the CW Mars system. So I had I ordered it from another library or mm. something like that. But no, it may have been the Lemister Library because they had a very good selection of like alternative um, huh. rock and metal albums. Like that's also where I first like got a copy of Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness by mm-hmm. the Smashing Pumpkins. Right. Um, um, other albums like that. But yeah, cool. Um now I have to say before we continue that I actually have Tool as my number one band. Oh, nice. So, all right, Can let's talk some Tool, huh? Uh, okay, yeah, let's just let's just let's just talk some Tool, right? Okay. Tool. You know what's funny is is um I never really thought about it, but some people consider Tool a a uh, prog rock band, which I guess in some ways I can see because they're very experimental and they do you know. They put a lot of stuff in their songs. I would consider them like progressive metal, I guess. Yeah, that would Maybe make like yeah, that would make more psychedelic sense, yeah. metal or something. Yeah, I've also heard them described as alternative metal. Um, okay, I can see that. But actually, when I was first listening to them, that's kind of how 
I was introduced to them as like, oh yes, Tool, the progressive metal band. <laughs> so, so for a while, that was like the only progressive metal band I listened to. Mm. Um, but oh man, it's hard to know where to start them because i listened to them so so much especially in high school and college Uh, um there was um me and my one of my friends we love tool they're one of our favorite bands you know um they're great live by the way um and a lot of our other friends just don't just can't get into tool and we're just like you know what (laughs) that's that's your problem because we they're amazing it's a good thing you guys have each other then yes yeah Tool are, um, yeah, they're kind of polarizing, aren't they? I've seen, like, there's a lot of, like, um, anti-Tool sentiment on the internet. There is, yeah, which, which surprises me, but also, uh, but also doesn't surprise me in some ways. I mean, the people always kind of, like, anything that gets, like, built up and known mm-hmm. to yeah. be, like, wonderful, yes. eventually there's, like, a, you know, a backlash movement. Oh yeah, I'm, yeah. You know, like and I, that's how what I see. Like I see a lot of people um, talking trash about the Beatles these days too, I which know, is quite it's like, sad. It's like, come on. <laughs> it's the Beatles, and it's like I, just, I don't know, I don't know what to say to these people, Derek. I really don't. I, but, <laughs> I don't either. I mean, <laughs> the I, important part is that we can still listen to it. Yeah, but, but anyway, yeah. And... So 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 anyway, back like. First listening to Tool, right? So it was Anima that I first heard, and it was uh, the song Stink Fist was the song that made me want to <laughs> check them out more. Yeah, yes. <laughs> um, then there was this there's this kid I knew named Sean who was really into them, and he was, like, really adamant about getting me to listen to them more. And he's the one who told me to listen to, like, the one that came after Anima, Lateralist or Lateralis or however you pronounce it. Yeah. Um, that's probably in my top ten favorite albums of all time yeah that's a great one and i think there's going back to the question of like if they're progressive rock i think they do a lot with their albums kind of what the what pink floyd did back in the 70s where it's like a multimedia experience yeah in addition to you know the guitar and the bass and the drums and the singing they have you know weird found sounds weird sound effects Mm -hmm. all kinds of weird effects and it comes together to make something that is like completely unique. Yeah, um, definitely. Like they really just they they found like a style and just really went for it. Um, and I find a lot of meaning in their lyrics too. Yes. Um, especially like the more you move on from like the early stuff to like Lateralis and Ten Thousand Days, because the early stuff is like it's it's great, but it's like so so angry. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Like Opiate is one of the angriest albums I've ever heard. Yeah. And you know, under Undertow is, you know, a little more varied, but still pretty angry. And so like when I listen to all those albums, it's almost you can kinda like it's like seeing somebody like make progress in therapy and become increasingly <laughs> self aware as the years move on. Oh, that's an interesting way to look at it. I never thought of that, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, that song The Grudge on Lateralis. Yes. Like that song's all about it's about letting stuff go, you know, like right. letting go of your anger. Don't hold grudges, you know, don't be a dick, basically. It's a great Live and song. let live. Yeah, that's one of my favorites by them. Um, really great way to begin an album. Yeah. That album also has one of my favorite instrumentals of all time, Triad. Yes. Um, a lot of times, if I don't feel like listening to the whole album, I'll just listen to that. Um, I could listen to that one. I, I mean, 
That's just, I'll never get bored of it. I really won't. Yeah, that's a great, great one. I um, love a good hear... instrumental. Huh? I love a good instrumental. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, Actually, we didn't talk about that uh, when we were talking about Metallica, but they've had some great instrumentals too. Oh yeah, like Orion. Oh, that's my favorite. I love that. Yeah. I could just listen to that song on a loop. That's one of my favorites by them too. That's a really, that's a song actually, Um, again, that, that same bass teacher I was telling you about who uh, liked load and unload or load and reload rather. Sorry. Um, <laughs> same. You know, <laughs> might as well be. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. He, he taught me, you know, that, that bass break that happens in Orion. Oh. Yes. I can play, I can play just that on bass. I cannot play the rest of the song. <laughs> I can play that bass line. And I love playing that bass line. I love very that beautiful. Uh, that's great. But uh, okay, back back to Tool. Back to Tool. Um, what did you think of Fear and Oculum, uh, the, the much delayed sixth album? <laughs> the thirteen year delayed album. Um, I yeah, liked, I thought it was pretty good. I like it overall. Um, it might not be my favorite, but it's it is a good album. It has some good stuff on it. The feeling I get is like it feels like they're just kind of warming up. For almost the whole album. Yeah, yeah, and I, then I, yeah, I get then that. Then when the last the last song comes, Tempest. Yes. Spelled with the seven for the T. Which I just heard earlier today. Yeah, yeah, that's when like all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Um, and then they're their old selves again for fifteen minutes. Yeah. Um, I I love that track. Um, that 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 there that alone would scare off a lot of people too. Fifteen minutes, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, fifteen minute song. Yeah, sometimes I take that for granted. Actually, when I'm like listening to music with other people, you know, uh, like I, I kind of forget sometimes that most people don't like to listen to songs that are over four or five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I can't show this person, you know, whatever. Uh, Orion by Metallica. Yeah, it's such a great song. Echoes by Pink Floyd, or yeah. I'm not listening to a seven minute song. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> And and for me, like, I remember feeling that way, like, you know, when I was 12 and first starting to listen to music, like, oh, man, this Pink Floyd song is seven minutes. Whoa, <laughs> that's that's a little long, buddy. I know, right? But now it's like, yeah, now it doesn't phase me at all. Now, now I like the really long ones. I know. Now when I hear a, a really short song, I'm like, that's it? <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. only three minutes. Come on. <laughs> that's the experience. If you want that experience, you listen to um, Hardcore. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Those 80s definitely. hardcore bands yeah. with the 30 seconds. Or, or better yet, um, Napalm Death. Yes! <laughs> Scum. That's a great album with really short songs. Yeah, I'll go back to the old punk days. Those are all short songs. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a, Tool's just always been like my number one favorite out, um, band. And uh, they, they, I remember listening, when you... When I used to listen to the the radio, um, it was always cool to hear when that Tool song would come on. But it's always like the safe Tool songs, you know. <laughs> like I mean, I mean, yes and no. They, I mean, they do play Stink Fist. I don't know if they're allowed to say the name of the song. Yeah, no, they usually on the, the air. They usually call it track number two. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Which always made me like yell at the radio. It's Stink Fist. <laughs> so yeah, they play Stink Fist, and I know they like they like the pot too. Yes. The pot got a lot of airplay. Yes, yeah. 
But no, what I want to hear, I want to hear Rosetta Stone on the radio one of these days. This gives people a surprise. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a great choice there. Great choice. So what about your number two? Number two is a little band called Clutch. That's a, oh, man, Clutch. C-L-U-T-C-H for those who are questioning it. I guess there's one that's spelled with a K or whatever, but this is Clutch. Uh, they're a little. They're a band out of Maryland. Uh, they're a great band. Um, they're interesting too because they started out um, almost like tooling away, where their their first couple of albums were very angry, and as they've progressed, the the anger is kind of you know they put aside their anger and now they're just like this really great. Um, it's this really great band. Uh, they got a, a certain funk to them, which I love, and uh, yeah, they're just they're great, amazing. And I have the oh, sorry, keep going. And they they put out albums like crazy, like like almost one a year. <laughs> what were you gonna say? I have their self titled album from '95. Oh, that's a great one. I love that album. That one's really good. It's been a long time since I've listened to it, but. I have only good memories of it. Yeah, that is a great album. Um, especially the song Space Grass. Yes. <laughs> that's that's if you want to, you know, talk about like build up, right? That song has a perfect it builds up perfectly and it like pays off perfectly. Yes. Oh, it's I a, love it. it's a slow burner that like really really goes places. Like I feel I feel like when I when I listen to that song, I feel like I'm in like a car in outer space. Yes. And I'm like driving to a planet, going somewhere to to kick ass. Yeah, and it just starts off nice and 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 easy, and then it just ramps up from there. Yeah, and it's very spacey and psychedelic too. Yes, yeah. Um, I like tight like that a lot too. Yes, that one's, oh, that one's great. <laughs> that song's got like a bounce to it, you know. Yep. Like you just that's it just it just makes me want to dance. Yeah, it's great stuff. And, and and that's like I guess that's what you were saying about like because there's like a funkiness to that song too. Yes, exactly. They they're big on like grooves. Yes, and that's what I love about them. And they just they just have some great stuff. And like I said, they have a ton of albums out, so there's plenty of music to listen to of theirs, and it's all great stuff. I also have um, Earth Rocker. Oh, Earth Rocker's good too. Yeah. Yeah, and that one's. Yeah, much more that one's it's you know less heavy and more they're almost they're like a boogie band kind of you know. Yes, yeah. Um, but that one, that first I I get that first song the song Earth Rocker I get that stuck in my head all the time, and I like I like to make little variations on it. <laughs> so like like specifically like um you know the chorus I'm on Earth Rocker yep. everybody get the message I like to go like I'm a butt rocker. <laughs> Everybody gets a message. <laughs> Stuff like that, you know. I'm a, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> that one's also that album has. Um, is it called Mister Freedom? The song where he calls the guy Mister Freedom. Oh yeah, yeah. Mister Freedom, big time talker. Thank you very much, but no. <laughs> oh, yeah, and that's the other thing. The singer, I just, oh, he's just so cool. I love his voice. Yeah, he's really good. I love what he does. Great stuff. Uh, I have a friend who showed me, like, I guess they, they have a song that's on a, a soundtrack to, like, one of those uh, zombie video games. Oh, I didn't even know you that. You know what I'm talking about? It's either Dead Rising or Dead Island or one of those. It's the one where he's like, bang, 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 bang. 
Vamanos, Vamanos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, yeah, that's yeah, a good song too. That was in like a trailer or something for some, or like it was like the official marketing song of this like this zombie game that oh, I, I don't remember the that. name of. That's cool. Yeah, that was my friend David from college who sent me that song. Yeah, that's a good one. <clears throat> so Clutch, yeah, that's a band that I could probably look very much farther into again, just because they have so many albums. <laughs> Yeah. It's mostly just those two that I know, Earth Rocker and the self-titled album. Yeah, I would definitely recommend um, Blast Tyrant. That's a great album. Um, yeah, there's, there's there's some great stuff. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. And even if you know, even if you come across an album that you're not that crazy about, there's plenty of other ones. Yeah, right. <laughs> they're a very they're a very hardworking band. They tour a lot too, so they're always like touring and putting out records, and it's just. It's it's amazing, really. They're like it's like well, Tool they tour a lot, but like they're the opposite of Tool as far as studio work goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, we don't have to wait thirteen years for another Clutch album. Actually, Clutch. Yeah. They just put out a new album last, oh, well, yeah, last year, earlier this surprise. year, which is which is pretty good too. Awesome. Nice. All right, so that's it. That's number two. Now we we'll move on to the big one, number one. What's your number one favorite band? Okay, well, I had to say, I had to, I had to, it had to be Black Sabbath. It really did. That's the first heavy metal band that I started listening to, the first heavy metal band that I accepted as good music. And when I was a very closed minded middle schooler, I was like, oh, okay, this, this I can get behind. Black Sabbath. Black, um, Black Sabbath is amazing, truly amazing. And it's easy to forget that, but they, they're just amazing. I was listening to them, uh, before we started recording, actually, kind of like to get prepared, I was listening to the um, the Volume 4 album, which mm. might be my favorite. Well, you know, Volume 4 would definitely be my favorite if it didn't have the song Changes on it. <laughs> I could never could never get into the song Changes. It, I have to be in the right mood to hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I can still listen to it. You know, it's not like unbearable, but like right. oftentimes if I'm listening to that album, I'll, I'll skip it. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, they're, um, they're another band that like, you know, they, you know, they, they rock, you know, they make you, you know, bang your head, but they also make you feel, um, a lot of emotion. Yes. I think Ozzy Osbourne is one of the great, like performers mm-hmm. of rock as far as like conveying emotion, especially on those, those early albums it's just such a raw sound and yes. like like lane staley it's it's very hard to replicate mm-hmm. um i in that uh, uh that book i was telling you about the rolling stones 500 great hours greatest albums of all time that that was a big influence on me i remember reading about black sabbath in that book and they were talking about they called it they called ozzy's voice an agonized bray Hmm. You know, like a goat, an agonized bray of Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard um, that before. I thought it was a great turn of phrase. Yeah, I like that. And then, like, and then more uh, as time goes on, like, and I, I get older and I just, you know, listen to these albums more and more. I just keep finding new things. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been noticing, like, uh, Bill Ward's drums a lot more. He was really one of the best, I think. Mm, yeah drummers you know he was as good as john bonham i would say yeah, so creative say like if you listen to like uh the song Snowblind, oh. and if you pay attention to all the weird little fills he's doing 
it's like he's a drummer who can like conjure drama no problem oh like, yeah he's kind of like um jimmy chamberlain from the smashing pumpkins is kind of like that too just like instant ah, instant drama <laughs> yeah and, and they, they both and he has like a it's like a, there's a jazziness to it you know mm-hmm. and there's a there's a certain darkness with with black sabbath that makes them really good too and it's not like it's not like an oppressive darkness but it's like it's like it's like a natural feel to me black sabbath is like they're um it's like an honest appraisal of the darker side of life yes uh you know they they confronted things in their lyrics that i think especially in the 70s a lot of other bands were kind of afraid to talk about mm-hmm. like if you listen paranoid is actually like you know the album paranoid it's actually sort of a bummer to listen to because of like <laughs> all the war stuff oh yeah like the song war pigs is all about the end of the world electric funeral is all about the end of the world yeah <laughs> hand of doom is about ODing and dying um it's really downer stuff but it's like it struck a chord with people because it was like an elephant in the room you know it was like there was all this anxiety right and uh they were singing about it and doing it well oh yeah. yeah um it's very hard for me to pick like favorites as far as like their individual songs go i mean i'll never get sick of i'll never get sick of paranoid you know it's yeah. kind of like even if that one is overplayed as they said it's still one of my favorites and snowblind and mm-hmm. uh cornucopia mm. Wheels. Most of like the pretty much all the heavy songs on Volume Four are like their best songs. Yeah, and then for something different, I like like Planet Caravan. Yeah, that one's that's like a very that's a haunting song. Yes, you know, very haunting. Um, I always love like Fairies Wear Boots and yeah, that's one of the that's one of the more lighthearted songs. Yeah, on Paranoid. That's a fun one. Yeah, that is. Yeah, I do. I actually I really like Electric Funeral. That one's really good. That one's got like, um, it's got the, the wah, mm, you know, mm-hmm. they were doing, and I like it doing something very heavy with mm. the wah-wah pedal that I don't think had really been done, but done before. I mean, it was done many times afterwards, but yeah. Speaking of things that were done after Black Sabbath, um, me getting into Black Sabbath also is what got me into like the, uh. Like the doom metal genres, like doom metal, stone oh, yeah. metal, all those, like the the Sabbath sounding bands. Yep. Um, that was huge for me in high school. Like a uh, the Sleep and Electric Wizard. Sleep were actually one of my backup bands here to talk about if there were any redundancies. But um, yeah, because after I heard Black Sabbath, I kind of wanted more of that, more of the Sabbath sound, because uh, it's just so unique and so powerful. And one important thing about Sabbath is is they're definitely one of at least one of the originators of everything that we love now in metal and everything. It can, yeah, I think know, Sabbath is I definitely think, one of the one of the originators. I think like that first album, self titled Black Sabbath album, is where like all those tropes we associate with heavy metal now, kind of where they came together. Yeah. Like Definitely. there had been like there was, you know, like proto metal before that, you know, like Hendrix and Cream and Blue Cheer and all those guys. Right. But Black Sabbath kind of brought that gothic element to it mm-hmm. that I think changed it forever. Like that that's really where heavy metal was born. Yeah. Definitely. Um 
just the the whole like the, the the cover art for that album with the lady in front of the spooky church and oh, the way yeah. it begins with the bell tolling and the rain hitting the pavement and oh, all that just the i love that and um i read a book about black sabbath actually called symptom of the universe hmm. and they were talking about like their decision to start playing that kind of music and i it it was it came from they had just seen a movie and i think the movie was called black sabbath actually and they were like hmm. questioning like why do people go to movies to get scared you know you'd think people would wouldn't want to be scared you know and they took that that thought and applied it to music. Like, what if we made really scary music? And I mean, so the song Black Sabbath by the band Black Sabbath from the album Black Sabbath, <laughs> that song, you know, it's not that scary now. You know, it's great, but it's not like, you know, it's not horrifying. But right, I think yeah. I remember reading like at the time, um, people weren't prepared for it. And so when they play that song, people would like run out of <laughs> run out of the venue screaming. <laughs> so it, it just shows you like how much things can change. Oh yeah. And how much like, you know, one band can change things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah, we definitely owe a lot, a lot to uh, Sabbath. Yeah. Well, um, as I said earlier, my number one was tool. So we already discussed that. So, um, let's what would your what would your number six be my number six i th- i think my number six would be alice in chains oh okay great i definitely uh i definitely love alice in chains um my number six was going to be god flesh Ooh, interesting very nice very nice i had trouble choosing between them and nine inch nails interesting um there's 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 a few other bands that i really really love um that I'm not sure exactly where I would put them. Like uh, Helmet, Helmet's a great band that that I love. Oh, I love them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, I just had it. I just had it too. It just slipped my mind. Um, oh yeah. Um, I used to love uh, a band called Life of Agony. Um, oh, I've never, I've never listened to them. Um, they're interesting. <clears throat> uh, Life, Life of Agony. They put out an album called um, Ugly, and it. Um, their stuff's a little on the darker, depressing side sometimes, but mm-hmm. they did a song called Lost at 22, and that song came out when I was 22, and it was just, oh, man. it was just like a perfect, like the perfect song at the perfect time. Um, and they, they've done some, they've, they've done some great stuff, and then they kind of, uh, they kind of broke up for a while. And then the lead singer, Keith Caputo, he actually um he actually transitioned so he's he's transgendered now and and uh he's i guess he's a lot or she's a lot happier now um but they came back after that and uh they put out some some new stuff which i haven't really listened to yet but i want to um so what was that what was the album you said you liked the most it was life oh, life of agony is the band ugly is the album Ugly. And their other, the other great one before that was uh, "River Runs Red," and that River. one, that one is a whole. It's it's kind of a concept album in a way, but it's about this 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 kid who's very unhappy in his life, and it goes through these these different songs about you know different aspects of of things, 
and it does it does end with him um, killing himself. So you know, I gotta warn people about that. But it, <laughs> it's uh, it's it, but it's a pretty good album overall. And what like what year are we talking about here? Is this like nineties? Oh, um, I would say if I remember correctly, late eighties, early nineties, something like that. Okay. Um, what kind of like so is it like is it more like uh like speed metal stuff is it more industrial it it kind of it's more speed metal ish um yeah it's pretty heavy i got my computer right here i can it up i I shouldn't be buying any more music this week though i already bought a bunch of albums this week so i'm not gonna buy it yet but i'll put it on my wish list life of agony life of agony cool Okay. Well, I guess that wraps up the list. So, River Runs Red came out in 93. Ugly came out in 95. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that was good. That was good stuff. Um, and uh, I guess that'll... Uh, we've been going for a good amount of time here, so I guess we can start wrapping things up a bit. And uh, I think uh, what we want to do for that is... Uh, I wanted uh, to have each of us give a recommendation for an album. Although we've kind of already given a couple, but <laughs> yeah, this will be like we'll do, we'll do this. What well, you were saying, you wanted to do this kind of at the end of every show where we can just recommend anything. Yes, just something you want to put out there um, that you'd like other people to listen to, that you'd like you know me to listen to or whatever. If I haven't yet, um, just something that you that you really enjoy. It doesn't have to be something right. new or whatever. It can be whatever you want it to be. Um, would you like to go first, or would you like me to? How about you go first? All right, I am going to recommend a an album and a band. The band is called Stomp Box. Um, that's one word, Stomp Box. And um, the album is called Stress. If I'm, um, let me double check that to be sure. And um, um, I really, the, the I really love this album. Uh, the only Downside is, unfortunately, Stompbox only put out one album, and then they broke up. What's the album called again? It is called... Let me double check just to make sure. Uh, it is called Stress. Stompbox Stress. <clears throat> is it all one... Is Stompbox all one word? Yeah, it looks like it. Yep, all one word, yep. Uh, this, okay. album, this album came out in 1994. But it it is an amazing album. Um, it's great stuff, uh, pretty heavy, um, and it's a shame that they broke up, because I really, I really would love to have seen what they could have done, but, you know, that's how it goes sometimes. All right, um, yeah, I see it, I just searched it on Amazon, yeah, to get a CD of it, like a used CD copy, would be, would be $31.87. It's pretty expensive for an old CD, but... It's, it must be like these guys are kind of obscure then, huh? Yes, yeah, they're definitely obscure. Um, yeah, it's kind of rare, but like, and I can, I could easily. I'm probably just going to buy the MP3 version. Yeah, that's yeah. Just to be able to listen to it. Yeah, just to check it out. Um, I think you might enjoy it. It's really good. Um, the singer's kind of interesting. Um, he's kind of he kind of growls a lot and stuff, but it's just the it, the grooves in in it are just. It's just so, it's, it's, oh, I just love it. Um, so that's my recommendation. All right. So, 
Yeah, I just kind of took a random stab here. I, you know, a lot of things came up for something I would recommend, and I hope this, I hope this works out. My recommendation is an album called "Rhythms from a Cosmic Sky" by a band called Earthless. Hmm. It came out in 2007. It was released on a label called PP PP Records. <laughs> They're a um, psychedelic rock band like psychedelic hard rock i'd say from uh someplace in california i think they um aside from one album they did they're all instrumental and just like you know how we were talking about instrumentals and we were also talking about like really long songs yes yeah the average earthless song is like 20 minutes long oh wow and it has it has no lyrics it's just um cosmic like really like high energy like space cosmic like kind of shredding rock um the guitar player isaiah mitchell um the most obvious comparison would be like like hendrix Hmm. um especially like the more psychedelic side of hendrix um they're i don't want to call i don't like to call them a jam band even though that's kind of what they are it's like, you know, when they play, they never quite play the song the same way. Like, there's lots of room for improvisation. But, like, sure. when I say, when people say jam band, they often, like, they have, like, they, they, they think you're talking about something that sounds like, like fish, you know, right, which isn't yeah. this style of music at all. This is like, it's, well, space rock, I guess, would be one of the better terms for it. And I love space rock. Mm-hmm. And I am very sad because I cannot get anybody I know I love space rock like I do. Mm. You listen to Hawkwind? No, I've never heard them. Oh, okay, okay. But they were like they were a space rock band, very like um very psychedelic and like very like wigged out, warped guitars, lots of wah wah and distortion and but back with Earthless, uh Isaiah Mitchell, the guitar player, he uses um an echoplex. Hmm. Which is that's what uh, Sid Barrett used back in the day, you know, from when Pink Floyd was first starting out, and that um, that thing makes so many crazy noises that it just sounds like something just perpetually spiraling out of control, um, just like careening careening through space in a rocket, basically, and you know, zero gravity, you're getting tossed all around. It's just and it, I just it and it goes on forever. You know, it's like these twenty-minute songs where it's just <laughs> like crazy shredding, like you know, acid guitar and yeah. So I'm looking this up on my music app. Yeah, and the the album only has two songs on it on here. Yep, yep. And it's forty-two minutes long. The whole album. <laughs> yes. Yes. Nice. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. They also do a cover. They do a cover of um the song cherry red by the band the groundhogs hmm. and that so that that has vocals so they they can sing they just usually choose not to they're mostly just about musicianship mm. and they have well they've got let's see they've got like five studio albums that they've been releasing since like 2005 and then they have like an additional five or so live albums and those are worth getting too, because, like I was saying, every version of a song is different because there's so much room for improvisation when you have a 20 minute instrumental. Right. So yeah, that's that's my recommendation this week: "Rhythms from a Cosmic Sky." Nice. 
Very cool. All right. Nice. So some good stuff. Some good stuff today. Um, I like this. Yeah, we're definitely going to keep doing this. Um, and because uh, you have you, that list of topics you gave me was really good. And I want to cover all of it. Um, and then I do have a couple of ideas of my own, too, that we'll, we'll do eventually. Uh, awesome. But this was great. Um, I still haven't figured out a name for it, but uh, we'll... Well, hopefully, maybe by next time I'll figure something out. <laughs> I'll I'll start thinking about it too, and I'll let you know if I come up with anything. Sure. Um, but in the meantime, thank you for joining me, Lee. I appreciate it. And yes, it's been a pleasure. This is this is great, and uh, I guess uh, I don't really have a good sign off for it either. I'll think of something there too. Although, <laughs> we'll see you next month. Okay. Yeah, there we go. So uh, thank you all for listening, and uh, good night, everybody. Bye.